Hey everybody, I'm Randy. And I'm JD. And we're the Cannon, Cannon Cruisers. Cruisers. I don't know why we did it that way, but Randy wanted to do it different. This time with energy. So this week we're doing another non-canonical adventures of JD and Randy. That's right. We're doing a movie called The Challenge starring Scott Glenn from 1982. 1982's The Challenge. Directed by... Jerry Frankenheimer. Is it Jerry Frankenheimer? John Frankenheimer. John Frankenheimer. I, I'm, getting, I'm confusing him up with who again? Uh, Jerry uh, Bruckheimer? Yeah, they're, they're a bit different, I think. It's but, the Heimer uh, that does it. But anyways, I digress. Frankenheimer. So, Janie, tell us what this film's about. The film's a samurai movie starring... <laughs> <laughs> I missed that one up. The film is a samurai movie starring Toshiro Mufune and Scott Glenn as they journey across Japan slaying... No, they don't do anything like that. It's actually a family drama about two swords and two brothers. And the funny thing was, is when I was doing research on this film, the poster, the genre, everything is making it out to be an action film. And it's like, no, this is a serious family drama mm -hmm. that Just coincidentally also contains martial arts action choreographed by Steven Seagal. Sorry, sorry. Steve Seagal? He wasn't yet known as Steven? <laughs> Give him a few more years. He'll start breaking arms. He'll yeah, that was actually the, the other biggest surprise. This is actually not his first film, but his big breakout film for choreographing. Yep. Fight scenes. Mm, he did a good job. Steve Seagal choreographed the fight sequences in this movie. And what is very much just a Akira Kurosawa-esque samurai tale. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of good uh, dramatic moments in this movie and some surprising action sequences as i just said so correct me when i when i go wrong here but so the plot of the film is just an, an american boxer is mm. uh, conned into i just lost my word here um not words it's hired to take part in bringing a sword back to japan mm -hmm. and ends up starts coming to study under the master there and the whole reason behind the swords is that there's a family conflict in which the swords were separated mm -hmm. and each side wants the sword so that they can be reunited mm. that's Pretty much all the setup you need for this movie, yeah. And the whole movie de is dedicated between the two brothers and uh, their quest to get the swords back with Scott Glenn's character, Rick, caught in the middle. Rick? Yeah. We didn't need that, but thank you. So, just another little thing on it. So, it's like, we have, like, really? Mm -hmm. Like, these are kind of big names. Like, it's like, you have people we've heard of for once. We have Philip Glenn. Mm-hmm. Urban Scott. Cowboys. Scott Glenn. Sorry, Scott Glenn. Who's Philip Glenn? Or am I thinking of Philip Glenister? We're really Anyways. messing this one up. Uh, what it is, I, I shot you off the game because I did the introduction. Yes, you really did. Uh, but no, you have mm -hmm. Toshio Mufune in this film. You have Scott Glenn. Yep, you do. You, it's like these people, you see their faces, okay, I know who these are. Mm -hmm. You have Urban Cowboys. You have a director that we're familiar with. We have Jer Jerry, Jerry, John Frankenheimer. Yeah. You have... All these things, it's a very, it's an American film, but it's very Japanese. Mm -hmm. Before we get into all this, it, let's, let's play him a clip from the trailer. He's an American, 5,000 miles from home. Caught in a war between two brothers. The challenge. He will learn loyalty, love, honor, vengeance. He will learn to accept the challenge. Scott Glenn, star of Urban Cowboy, in... The challenge rated R. And we're back. So, Randy, since you headed this one off, why don't you tell me your general impressions? I liked it. It doesn't stink? You liked it? Yes, it don't stink. I liked it. 
it's I like it's a lot of the movies we've watched recently. We've had either the kind of generic action film, or we've had the old person action film in one case, or just an old person drama that's it's kind of like like this bl- like extremes of blandness. This one here. Had, has like very much had a lot of character to mm-hmm. it. It was like this wasn't something I was expecting to watch, and what, what we've been like, what, what we've been watching recently. No, not really at all. This came out of left field. It's like I've said it before to you off mic. John Frankenheimer has a very mm-hmm. mixed pedigree, yeah. but mm-hmm. he has more hits than misses. And this, I think, is one of his good ones. It's like this this mm-hmm. movie just yeah has leaves a good taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. It's my. It's a uh, surprise. My impression me. as well. I uh, I originally chose this one because I kept getting it recommended to me, not for an action movie, but just for a movie, and I picked this one for non-canon because well I like Toshiro Mufune and I haven't seen a whole lot of Frankenheimer's works, so I figured two birds with one stone on this one, and I uh, uh, think we hit it uh, stone right between the eyes on that one. Yeah, and as we discovered, for some reason I'm. I know very much a lot about his filmography of Frankenheimer's, and I don't know why. I don't understand myself. Who knows? I this so what is your highlight of the film? Uh, the ending. Because everything builds up to the ending. The drama, the action sequences all peak out to a nice battle at the end, which goes pretty hog wild with both main characters uh, doing what they both do best. best. Yeah, it was a spectacular fight sequence uh surprising and it's mm-hmm. uh in the in the actual violence but also how quick it, the violence was yeah. but as much as much as i agree with that that's a great scene it's like mm-hmm. my highlight of the film has been is the chemistry and the performance between buffoon and glenn mm. and 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 actually yeah and to add in the third to add in the daughter played by um i i i know this actress like from other smaller things mm-hmm. donna kai benz yeah it's like just the chemistry of the three of them, which is very much holds up the whole movie, is what makes this movie. It's like this is what makes it work. It's a drama piece with characters that you can relate to and that uh, have defined goals, and they all uh, clash with each other when need be. So, um, what would you say would be your low light then? Some of the pacing is not as tight as it could have been, mm-hmm. but I don't know how much of that is like trying to evoke like the samurai films with like the long shots, the long slow pans. It's not even just, that long of a movie. It's only an hour and 50 minutes for a drama. That's actually pretty short. Yeah. Some, some of the, a lot of it is the pacing. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the incidental music, just it's just kind of like, okay, there. It doesn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the sum, everything was great overall. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's, just, there's just something there that I can't tell what the, my low point is. It's just There's something that just felt like a little bit off. A little bit, like I said, it might have just been the pacing. Maybe some of the story beats didn't hit. But it's like, I don't have anything that's a standout overall. I guess my low light would be, I kind of wish the side characters had a bit more development. Maybe maybe that's what it is, yeah. Because it's, it's like, as much as I say is that my highlight is these interactions between the three, mm-hmm. you had a lot of side characters that could just simply have been that the actors did not speak that great English, so they didn't get as much screen time. Yeah, but they could have just used Japanese and just dubbed it, or not dubbed it, uh, translated with subs like they did with uh, with several of the other characters. They just didn't have enough uh, room to shine. And considering, like I just said, the movie is a drama and it's under two hours, I think they could have spared a couple more minutes for the, some of the side characters, just a little bit. Not a, not a big thing, just a little thing. Because um, otherwise, I uh, I really like the movie. So what's your score, Randy? What, what would you give this one? What would you give the challenge? 1982. A four. I think I would... I, four. Like I said, there's still something about it that's not... It's not a perfect film. Mm-hmm. But 
I can't say it's a three because it's like it's not like middle of the road. It's it's actually it's, it's very well acted, mm-hmm. seemingly well directed. It's like this is one of his more of one of his hits, and I'm mm-hmm. surprised I hadn't heard about it beforehand. I'm surprised it's, it's not more well known, honestly. Yeah, because it seems like the type of movie people would be talking about. And a cursory glance uh, of it is that it's generally positively well received. I don't understand what happened at the time. It's like it could be just the the tonal. Um, like difference between like the posters and the trailers and all this stuff that making it look like this is an action film instead of what it actually was. Yeah, but I, I like a good drama. I like a good family drama. A good samurai film. Mm-hmm. It's a drama, it, yeah. It, but it's like this isn't an action movie. It's like you don't go into this expecting an action film, even though there the are poster, action sequences. The, the poster. If, I'm going to show you, JD. It's very small. Yeah, it makes it look like makes it look like an action film. Yeah, it's it's definitely not an action movie. There are but action I, sequences, and they are really good action sequences. But this is a solid. This is a solid four movie. Mm-hmm. It's like I said, there's that something there. It's like it's not a perfect film. Yeah, I would, but give, it, I would give it the same score. I can't tell you why it's not. It's just that there's that that slight thing that's off about it that keeps me from going. This is like I would give it. I would give it the same score for um, the same thing. It really uh, admirably achieves what it sets out to do. But yeah, I said just a little, a little bit more could have really 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 nail it home but as it is it's a really good movie and i would definitely watch this one again sometime the type of drama i like so uh i think that's all we have to say about the challenge unless there's anything else you got no i, I basically gave you like all the little trivia bit about it being mm-hmm. um actually that's the weird thing that, okay speaking of trivia the other thing in my research was apparently the screenplay was more uh family drama like and at some point, the script changed, and uh, Scott Glenn was disappointed, and and that it was more of a martial arts film than a family drama. I don't know where that's coming from because this is more. I found yeah. it very much a straightforward family drama. So yeah, there, like, there's not that much. There is martial arts in the movie because that's part of the setting, but it's not really a focus on the yeah, story. Yeah, so it's like I, I find it hard to imagine what a more intense family drama than this would end up being. I can't even imagine because that, that's exactly what I thought it was. That yeah, it's it's. And then, and then the other piece of trivia being, like I said, we said before, this movie was choreographed by Steven Seagal, Steven Seagal. Uh, uh, credited as Steve Seagal. Mm-hmm. Not his uh, non-union Mexican equivalent. It was actually Steven Seagal. Yes, I verified this like three times before we started. <laughs> he really likes getting into stuff like that. It's just an interesting little thing, and it's like uh, I, I try to avoid this, but just like, it's like mm-hmm. give you like an idea. It's the movie. What, was definitely not a resounding success. I don't know how much it cost him to make the film. I think it was a success. We would have heard about it before even still. Because it's like, its total box office take in 1982 was $3.6 million. That's That's stupid. It should have done a lot more than that. It's like, it's like, it's like I'm, I mean, look at like some of the, it's like you have John Frankenheimer directing it. You have uh, Richard Maxwell, Mark Norman, and John Sayles writing these films, writing the films. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, John Sales is a familiar name, I'll tell you. And you had Scott Glenn and Toshiro Mufune, yeah. the main characters. Yeah, and then you you have the writer from the, who would go on to do Brother from Another Planet. Mm-hmm. Like, writing this film. You had, you had well, well he, he was the guy that wrote The Howling. Mm-hmm. Joe Dante's The Howling. Yeah, Joe Dante. And he also, he's the guy who would end up writing, like, early drafts of E.T. when it was first known as Night Skies. It's like, it's... He has an interesting career and an interesting style, and he's, it, it comes out in this film. Yeah, that's why I was really surprised. That's why I know John Sayles, and it's like, but then you have like Scott Glenn, Toshiro McFinney, Donna Kai Benz, Kenta Fukasaka. Hmm. 
There's a lot of good in this movie, so I'm surprised nobody ever really has brought it up before. I kind of had to seek this one out on my own, really. And, and like, then I heard people talking about it. And then Mifune's brother is played by another a fairly, if I remember correctly, big um, samurai film. You have Atsuo Nakamura. That's a name I've heard of. So, yeah, this is just, it's a weird, it's like, that is just, um, excuse me, it, that's overlooked. It's one of the things I enjoy about uh, this show is how we see how many different connections there are out there with some of the other stuff we're doing on here. It's funny how often the non-canon stuff somehow comes back into canon even still. Though I do apologize that I feel, this is just kind of like out of the podcast thing here, it's just like that I feel like I end up giving a lot of the non-canon ones a better review. I don't know if it's intentional or just like... Well, the non-canon ones we specifically choose. We don't, it, canon is just anything that's there. Non-canon we just pick the films that look interesting that we haven't either seen or we want to see or that look like something we would enjoy. This one I specifically found because I'd never really heard anybody talking about it. And then when I sought it out, I saw people said, no, this is actually really good. So I wanted to see if it really was, and it was. I don't know why nobody really talked about it. I don't know why it wasn't a success. I don't know why with all the people in it, nobody's really brought it up. It's This movie has receives a Randy recommendation, the Randy seal of approval. Oh, then you know it's worth seeing. Which has which is just basically me with the words Randy Seal approval, goofy grin, a baseball cap, and two thumbs up. Oh yeah, straight out of 1982, the challenge. So anyway, everybody, that's all we've got for you today. It's like stop listening to us. Go out and watch the challenge. It's on YouTube. If you could find it, that is, it'll probably be down by the time you read you watch this because those movies are hard to find. Uh, anyway, I'm JD, and as always, I am Randy. And we'll see you next time when we return with a canon film. The Apple. You want to watch The Apple again? Let's watch The Apple again. Okay, you heard that first, folks. We're going to have come back with a special episode with we, when we watch The, the Apple, Apple. Revisited. No, we're not doing that. Goodbye. Starts Friday at a theater near you. 